Hello and welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast, another issue of our Course Nuffy series. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to cover one of New Zealand's finest properties, uh, Paraparaumu Golf Course. On a personal note, I think it's the best $95 I've ever spent in my life. I, I, I love this place and to discuss it with me is AC, as always. Welcome, mate. G'day boys, yep, can't wait, I love this place as well, it's just got that kind of aura about it, so fun to play, uh, can't wait to rip in. And fresh off the golf course to to dissect another track is, uh, is Monty, Monty welcome back. Thanks mate, bring it on, pump for this one, love this place, let's go. Well mate, you're, you're pumped for it, give me an overview. Yeah, um... So the course was designed in, in 1949 by an Australian by the name of Alex Russell, um, a quite highly acclaimed course ar- architect, and supporting him in the design was Dr. Alistair McKenzie, who you know, I'm sure most will be familiar, but he's the, he's the famous architect behind Augusta National, um, Royal Melbourne, Cypress Point, um, and a whole host of other clubs. So he supported um, Alec, Alec Russell at the, the Paraparam property. Um, and, you know, it's widely renowned as, you know, an extremely high-quality golf course. Tom Doak, to quote, called it a place, a place to stir your soul and a course that will reward the visitor with something out of the ordinary. And I think that's a, a pretty apt way of, of summarising it. Um, you know, it's it's been ranked as highly as number seventy one in the world through the years, um, and it played host to the two thousand and two New Zealand Open when famously Tiger Woods came came down under and and missed the cut at, at Paraparam. Um, but it's also hold been host to, to eleven other um, New Zealand Opens. It's sort of an hour's drive out of our capital city, Wellington, and, um, yeah, it's sort of ranked sort of top three in New Zealand, roughly. Um, you know, Tara is normally regarded as number one and Paraparam's sort of anywhere from two to two to six, um, depending on the on the different um, rankers, et cetera. So, you know, high-quality piece of property, rich in history and some um, – you know, backed by some good designers. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the spiritual home of of New Zealand golf. Uh, such a special piece of land. And AC, I'm interested to hear what what you kind of think of Paraparaumu. Yeah, I guess first and foremost, when we played there, it was just in such good condition. Fairways were immaculate. The greens were running pure. And then I guess the thing about it that I enjoy so much is it's just it's so fun to play. And I think for me personally, when the challenge isn't just off the tee and there's all this, there's just minefields around the greens and that's what makes it fun for me. You've got 
you've got to hit, yes, you've got to hit fairways, but once you get to the greens, chipping, etc., it's just another level of kind of difficulty. And there's also options, and that's I guess that's what links golf's about. You've got the tight lies around the greens, and so you've always got the option of putting, hitting a five iron, bumping it, or getting your wedge out and trying to hit a nipper. But I think that's for me what makes it so special. It kind of just feels to me like you've been picked up and dropped in the middle of middle of Scotland almost. It's like it's yeah, it's it's so cool. There's Tiger Woods isn't the only kind of superstar that's been down there. Gary Player's been down and Corey Parvin's been down there. Um, I've been lucky enough. I played it a few times. I played it twice with, with you boys in one day. But I also, the first time I went down there, I played it in treacherous conditions. It was blowing an absolute gale. It was pissing down with rain. And it was... <laughs> It was a full-on links experience. It was it was tough, but the course still just still played so pure. Uh, the greens are, are probably the the best greens I've I've putted on in the country. It's but but like and it's not. I don't think it's even close. Um, second place. The way they've got that course is in in such good nick. And I, I know we sound like we're just fanboying around it, but it is. It's such a cool place. Um, what I do want to digress is when we played there, boys, we stayed on Waikanae. And <laughs> does someone want to talk us through our first night in Waikanae? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can give it a crack. It's uh, <laughs> one of the more peculiar experiences I've, I've probably had in my life. So, you know, most of the boys had just completed a, a sort of six-hour a car ride from from the mighty Waikato down down to Paraparam, um, you know, fizz levels are naturally high ahead of a, an exciting weekend of golf. The boys are, are just getting to to bunkering down. You know, naturally are going to find it hard to sleep anyway with a, with a big day ahead the, the next day. And you know, as as the boys start <laughs> getting off to bed, you this just. Like, I don't know, it was just calamity outside. Um, dogs barking, like cops, cops just shouting at the top of their lungs, like, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. And then the boys just sort of peering, opening the curtains, <laughs> checking out what's outside. And I think if my memory serves me correctly, there's a few... There's a few young young criminals on our lawn at this humble bash that we're staying at with the cops. Cops um, yeah. got got them on the ground with some big German shepherds floating around and just absolute chaos. We, you know, we thought we were either one getting broken into, be it the house or our cars with our with our sticks around. It was just absolute chaos. Um, it's fair to say we're all pretty rattled. Yeah, I think rattles an understatement. It was, it was literally right outside my bedroom window, and naturally, we'd had a couple of beers, and I, I just thought I was in the midst, <laughs> midst of a really, a really real life dream, <laughs> and until the until 
one of the one of the officers is knocking on our door asking if we'd if we'd seen anyone run up the drive. <laughs> yeah, well, and what and what a what a start to what a great week of golf it was. But yeah, that was that was quite quite humorous to to look back on. Tough to get to sleep after <laughs> some some youth offenders are getting cuffed in your driveway, but. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm glad we went outside because imagine just having a German shepherd coming after you. <laughs> oh, absolutely, it's it's something that I, I hope I don't really ever have to experience. <laughs> to be honest, but uh, boys, apart from the <laughs> the kerfuffle that happened on the on the first night, did did kind of anything take you by surprise? It para but well you guys have played it before but mm. uh, I wouldn't say you know we can talk through the course in detail shortly I wouldn't say maybe necessarily surprise at a one-off but one thing that I do really love about the place and that stands out to me is is just the, the humble nature of the club in the setting you know it's in Small town New Zealand's little old Parapurama Beach. Um, and the club makes it feel that way. It, you know, it's extremely good value at 95 bucks a head. The members are just absolute legends. Um, you know, they seem genuinely interested in what the visitors are doing there, like extremely welcoming. Like the most welcoming members that I've seen um that I've experienced, you know, the guys in the club uh, are roosters too. So, you know, you, you couple that with the small town humble feel, it's, you know, it's it's very striking to me. And, yeah, I think, you know, one thing, the, the clubhouse isn't a standout on a relative scale to other courses of its quality. But I actually, I like this, you know, Paraparam isn't this sort of course, nor do I get the impression it wants to be, you know, they, it's a members' course. They want to keep it that way, and they want to be able to show off its qualities at an affordable price um, to the most number of people that they can, and and ultimately let the course do the talking. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to get soppy here, but it's just a lot of, um, you know, in combination some some soft factors that that really make the experience a lot better. It's a like genuine top five golf course in New Zealand, but they wouldn't. They don't make you feel like that. They just go let let's let the course do the talking, and like there's just no arrogance about it. And I think that's so refreshing. And it was pretty funny, <laughs> eh? Like the members would just constantly come up to us, like, yeah. "What do you think of it? Like, how are you guys going? Like, are you enjoying it?" And they were so like willing to just get involved. With us like we kind of had our matching uniforms oh. on because we were playing. Hillary and they were just so they were so excited we were there. It was cool. Mm. Yeah, and they were quick to get into us on the first tee when a couple of the boys pulled iron out, which which is always great. I love that. But as one of the blokes that did pull iron and make double. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually stressful. So, there was a lot of people watching. Yeah, that was a decent gallery. It was oh, so yeah. It was it was so fun. The members outstanding. Uh, the, I mean, the one other thing, maybe not surprise factor, but is is just 
I guess one of the standout features of the course that you know just stood out to me is the par threes. Like, you know, I, I can't think of a golf course that I've played in in the country that has a better set of par threes. Like it is, they they are genuinely outstanding holes. Like two, five, and sixteen in particular. Um, are just magnificent holes where if you miss the green on the wrong side, you are genuinely uh, it, it, it's just screwed. You know, you, like good golfers can make numbers that way, and we can tell a story at, later on. But I, I think uh, you know, you very seldom see that at golf courses in New Zealand, and it stands out to me why it's so unique, and I guess reflects the links nature of it is. You know, you don't often short side yourself and think, I can't make this up and down at all. Like, yes, it might be extremely, extremely difficult and you have to hit a, a chip on a on a tea towel type landing area. But at, at Param, um, you know, there are spots you can go which around the greens uh, are just, you just can't mm. get it up and down at, at all. Yeah. And, and the par threes sort of take the cake when it when it comes to that Mm. and i think i kind of touched on it earlier but those kind of those like say top 10 golf courses in new zealand a lot of them the scary shots you hit are off the tee but i think it's really it's really cool at paraparubu how a lot of the scary shots are approach shots and because you know you're gonna have it you're gonna have a seriously difficult chip shot and i think that's it's so cool and it's for someone like me, for example, who doesn't drive the ball well, it's just like it, you feel like you've got more of a chance as well. And it just, you can show off other parts of your game. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, because it's not tr- like massively long, the course, even off the tips. It's, it's, it's a very like, like I'd say medium length golf course. It doesn't, it's not like these re- resort courses that just put the tips back to, Seven thousand and do your best. It's, it's yeah, like AC said. It's it's challenging you in a in a different way. And I I found it just you just really have to think your way around a golf course, which is playing at the courses we normally play at. It's it's not really something you have to do a lot. It's, it's which and that's what I found um really enjoyable and, and challenging. Mm-hmm. At times. Yeah, and to that point, you know, one, the rough is is reasonably penal too. So, you know, you can't just go out there and whack, whack your driver around just because it's short. There's so many courses that you can do that. It's, you know, five five nine off the traditional men's, which aren't the tips, but your sort of club day men's tees. Um, and the rough sort of means you can – you can't hit many drivers unless you really back yourself. And then related to that is is the bunkering, sort of like we touched on with Christchurch Golf Club um, the other week, you know, as is the case with any Lynx course, just huge, huge part of its defence and, you know, positioning is perfect. And there are genuine feed-off areas from slopey greens into bunkers, which, yeah, again, is just Lynx reflective, but, again, is so unique. And that, you know, there's quite tight 
tight fringes and then the greens are relatively quick and slopey that feed into bunkers. So it means your landing area just becomes so much narrower um, given this sort of tabletop type nature of some of the greens mm. and then the feed off areas into the bunkers, which is just, you know, you don't get very often um, around New Zealand. Yeah, and two things kind of to pick up on off that, Monty, is kind of one is the rough, I feel like, well, I, I guess it changes during the year, but when we were there, I feel like they just had it perfect. You'd be able to, 90% of the time you'd be able to find your ball, but it would be a true penalty. You'd, it'd be really tough out of there, but I find it quite hard work when you know like you're a 20% chance of finding your ball, but when you... I just feel like they have it that perfect length. And then also to add, like I as you say, I think I think having tight fringes around greens is just so much it's so much more fun to play. Because I think it separates good chippers as well because you've got to strike it so clean off that tight turf. Whereas in the rough you can kind of take a big swing with an open face and get away with it. But I think it's a good way to show off your skills when it's when you're chipping off tight lies like that. And also, say you knife one, it's actually going to end up miles away, whereas sometimes when there's rough round greens, it can stop pretty quickly. Mm. And, and there, you know, there are pot bunkers out there, sort of to the point I was making before about being genuinely screwed. Like there's runoff areas, but then there are pots where you, know, you just can't have a start. you just got no chance in hell of of making it up and down too. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so much fun around the greens and coming into greens. I, I, I'm a huge fan of, of the bunkering there. It's kind of the only place where it's pot bunkers like you see at the open. It's, it's, mm. it's awesome. And I'll, I'm going to be interested to kind of pick your guys brain when you, you guys are over playing an Island, um, how para kind of shapes up to those Irish links courses. It'll it'll be quite cool to be able to put it into like perspective mm. compared to some of those famous golf courses. Yeah, I I've actually thought of that before too, Cal. It'll be really cool to see, and I think for me it just excites me. You know, if say I think me and Monty playing about eight courses in Ireland, like if six of them live up to para para umu standards. We're in for a hell of a golf trip. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Like we really are. I'd just like to talk to yeah, the, the divergence between the par threes and, and par fives. Like I sort of touched on the par threes, like amazing holes. 16 in particular is, is probably one of my favourites. Um, but then the par fives are you know, probably the weaker holes. So, you know, so the par threes are the stronger more enjoyable, but the par fives are probably the weakest holes on the course. So, yeah, there's quite a divergence there in, you know, challenge and, and like enjoyability, etc. between the two um, would probably be one other comment. Yeah, 18 as a par five, probably, I think we can probably all agree, least favourite hole on the course, I think. The only defense is kind of the internal OB on the on the right. It's a, it's just a it's a medium sized par four, really, isn't it? It's yeah. I mean, and, and there's no reason why. It just I think that 
The only thing I'd probably change about Parrot is I'd just make that a par four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you completely. The only the only issue with that is that then it goes to a par seventy, and lots of courses these days don't like being seventies. Um, but for sure, in tournament conditions, they'll like that must be a par four because it's it's four forty five off you know, the conventional reds tees. And I remember hitting driver, then a pitching wedge into it. Um, like it's it's there's not much to it. Um, I think I think our mate Dylan Callahan would probably vouch for it being the the weakest hole on the course too, having having three putted from from yeah. from ten was... foot to to lose the hole and and oh. then half the match. What could arguably be be deemed as the most important match he was, in the 2022, yeah. Hillary. See, I think he was the weakest went, so... bloke on the course that day. <laughs> See, I think it works. I think 18 works quite well as a match play hole because it gives you a very, very good chance of making birdie. I just think, mm. I don't know, a couple more pot bunkers off the tee shot just have a little minefield down there and it would probably be a better hole, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, maybe make just... it that like, that taking driver could be a risk. Yeah, but I would agree that it is probably the weakest hole on the golf course for sure, but I don't necessarily mind it. And often, I think you often see it at golf courses where the 18th hole is just kind of a step to get back to the clubhouse in a way. Like, mm. I think back to Cape, quite an odd hole um, on 18. We won't go into it, but I just – you notice it a little bit for sure. Favourite holes, boys? I'll kick us off. Uh, mine were 6, 14, 16, and 17. 6, six because it's kind of a – it's like we said, it's a – it's a hole that you have to kind of think think about. It's a it's a short path for from about I think it plays about two seventy. So, but downhill, so it's probably playing about two fifty. The green is quite narrow and quite long, and it's got kind of a couple of it's got like a step up on it. I just liked it because if you hit driver. And you weren't perfect, like you were in one of those pot bunkers around the green, and it was you're genuinely working hard to make four. For golfers of kind of <laughs> my ability, like just getting out was kind of a priority on some of those those bunkers around that hole. But you also hit iron, and and you can have a have a wedge in, but your wedge has still got to be a really good golf shot because it's a long narrow green. And like a miss either side, you're you're again finding those bunkers. So, what kind of seems like a a kind of short bomber par four is actually a hole that you really do have to think about. I chose fourteen. I just I just think it was probably down the list in in the path path three ranks at at the course. But I I just quite like it. Plays downhill. It's yeah, about one thirty. Um, to be fair, like it's probably in what the easiest par par three on the on the course. Just a, it's about a pitching wedge, but um, again, the bunkers to trouble, and I just really like liked playing that hole. 
16, another another par three where <laughs> I think I think this is all on all of our lists, so we might as well dis- discuss. Yeah, how, we were all in the same group when we when we played this hole. Um, I hit mine absolutely. You, you think the you think the miss that that if you miss right, it's a it's, it's a terrible miss. But I missed. I hit this one higher left and long, <laughs> and like to be fair, I was pretty lucky to find my ball. And I was up in the tussock like. <laughs> like <laughs> genuinely I, I i i don't know how i keep this within the vicinity of the green i like and and i was playing a match against ac which was a terrible match up until maybe about the 12th um and then it became a good match and ac had put one to about an inch so i had to get up and down and i've yeah just just melted and but i just think it's such a cool hole. Um, what what are your boys' kind of thoughts on on sixteen at Para? We'll talk talk it as a if it was we're talking about it when we played it that day, kind of. Mm. Yeah, I mean that day we played it. The wind was starting to pick up from memory. We were into it a reasonable degree, yeah. and there's genuinely no miss. You, you, you can't miss it left. You can't miss it right, and it's. An elevated green, so if you miss it short, so you just have to, you just have to hit the green, and it's it not front middle? the biggest of green. It's like quite, yeah, front middle, and like it's quite a well. The angle from the tee, and then the angle that the green faces makes it quite an awkward looking shot from the tee too. So you know, your perception of the landing area is, is smaller than what it may actually be. You know, I I had it left. Uh, impossible up and down playing partner Bill hit it right you know he's playing off a zero at the time I'm probably playing off a four and I think we both proceed to make at least six, six on the, the par three if not more six one the yes. hole so maybe Bill was six and I was seven or eight um, <laughs> without without doing you know you know like I had a, a terrible shot off, off the tee it was just yanked a little bit left but uh, by crikey, you don't often see a cumulative 13 between two players playing off a zero and four on a par three. That's for sure. No, that's my favourite hole AC, in the country. AC knows how to play that hole. That's my, yeah, genuinely my favourite hole in the country. I just think it is such a good par three. They kind of, so they have a bank on the left and they kind of tease you with it, I reckon. So if you, if you, I, you, I kicked it off the bank and it ended up being about, yeah, two feet from the hole. But if you go left of it, then you're left with a chip shot, which is damn near impossible. And I think that's that's the subtle, awesome part about that hole. That that's there to tease you. You can you can use it to your advantage, but if you if you end up left of that bank, you are just completely screwed, as we've talked about. And that's just, oh yeah, that's what like you're that just sums the course up. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And we actually had like a listener well while we're talking about we had a listener send in that five and 16 are the best par threes in new zealand and i tend to agree uh, i thought it was a great take so i just thought we'd bring that up now while we talk we've talked about the par threes a little bit yeah that's a fair rap too and but yeah def- definitely fair and just 
kind of my my last. I had a fourth hole of no. I put seventeen down again. Um, one of the longer kind of par fours, and from memory, um, driver is was kind of it was Monty would have been able to hit driver, but AC and I, I don't think we could we could hit driver. There's just a penalty in the middle of the fairway, so you kind of have to lay up and. You're, you're hitting five or six iron into a into a green, which which I and I I really like that hole. I missed a two footer to end AC and I's match on that hole too, which is uh, two things you hate to see. It was, it was probably three, but yeah, it was it was short <laughs> enough to worry about. But that, that's quite a tricky hole if you haven't played there before. I must say, I didn't really know what I was doing there. You kind of. It's, it's just hard to get a real good aim point on that hole, and I'd love to just mm-hmm. go back there and hit ten tee shots and just work out what the best method is because I'm still not sure what it is to be honest. And that's cool; that's a testament to the golf hole. Yeah, I was going to say there's, there's a lot of those around the course too. Um, like even one, for example, sort of somewhat blind tee shot, you don't really know the line. Yeah, there's just so many of them around the place that you know testament to the design. Well, I've I've had my my favourite holes. Um, one of you boys take it from here. You go away, Monty. Not a lot to add to yours, Cal. Number six, par four, great hole, as as discussed. And then I'd I'd just say three of the par threes: number sixteen, number two, and number five. You know, that's the, the, those would be my four holes. But I guess the strength of the course is that they have very few weak holes. So. You know, each individual, I'm sure you could get a hundred different guys who played it would say you get every hole at a different at probably similar levels of frequency apart from a couple. So it's you know, it's really hard to single out. Yeah, my, for me my favorite stretch is thirteen to seventeen and we've kind of touched on sixteen, seventeen, but I think thirteen is a brilliant golf hole. It's got <laughs> we're gonna talk about it, but is a blind tee shot and then just the false front of doom, really. <laughs> like It is. And <laughs> Cal's putted one off the green and ended up with, oh, how far away did you end up, Cal? I think I had a 88 into the green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's up a big, for those who haven't played it, it's up a big steep hill and it's cut very tight, this green, and Cal was on the back edge and it's pretty severely <laughs> Um, slanted back to front and Cal's just hit one hard off the bat and me and Monty straight off the bat just knew it was gone and Cal just goes kind of running after it and ends up as he said 88 meters out and that's just oh that's just sums up Paraparumu that's awesome there's nothing better than seeing a mate putt one off a green I will add I um I got up and down (laughs) I don't know from the exact, I had the exact same part, so I, I saw the line like a like a proper player, and I took advantage of it the second time. From memory, your second part was traveling too. Yeah, I have that wrong. It was, <laughs> but match play, so <laughs> I had to give it a chance. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one, just that I want to quickly mention, is the fifteenth. Uh, that another really good par four, blind tee shot. 
you can't miss that green left. It is dead down there. We had a mate, that's another hole we had a mate putted off the green and he walked away the seven after being on the green and rig. And th- that sort of stuff's <laughs> just awesome. It's so good. Oh, it's, it's sensational. It's, it's the best. Man, I labelled 13 and 17 as well because it's probably the best stretch of golf I've ever played through there. But hey, I'm not going to brag. You did, you did play well. You, you batted me. Yeah, we'll we'll go up to the clubhouse where we after a few eight lads had played thirty six holes and we and we kind of ripped in at the bar there, which was sensational. Really enjoyed it. They kind of stayed open for us, which is a testament to the club. Again, they just great people that work out of there. Parapara and rating out of ten. How you see you go? Um, we go nine and a half out of ten. I love it that much. I haven't played Tara Edi or uh, TRI, but it's my favourite golf course I've played, and I've played most of the big ones apart from those two. Just just love it. Monty? Monty? Yeah, I've gone I've gone 9 out of 10. Um, apart from Tara Edi would be second on my list. Um, yeah, that place is special in its own way, but gee whiz, Param isn't, isn't far behind in my view of it, so... Absolute cracker. Love that place. I'm just going to sound like an echo here. I'm probably around that mark, around uh, a nine. Uh, my favourite track in the country, uh, pretty comfortably. It's just such a great place to go and such a different experience of golf. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. And if you're ever down in the area and you're a keen golfer, you'd be absolutely silly not to play it. So, boys... I really appreciate your time tonight. Outstanding work. Cheers, boys. I'll, I'll see you later. Cheers, brother. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home.